0: For our listeners we have robin last here with us today to discuss a very important topic challenges that she has faced in the school system as the mother of a child with learning differences and really the obstacles that she has faced and how she's been able to move through them so robin thank you so much for joining us
1: welcome thank yes. you <laughs> you're welcome thanks for having me on i feel like this is a really important topic and i'm finally ready Need to talk about it. I
2: uh-huh. love that. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for just being open to sharing everything you've gone through and what you've learned through the process. Um, I think it would be cool to start with just your family dynamics. And, and I know we're going to talk about Jackson. So just Jackson himself and how old he is now. Sure, and absolutely. Go into so
1: Jackson's 14. He'll be starting high school in the fall, which okay. is very exciting. Um, we're both a little nervous about it. Um, but I reached out to Amy because I thought this was the perfect time to really talk about how far he's come. Um, so his dad and I are divorced. We divorced when Jackson was four. So just before he was about to start kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a long journey for, uh, the family dynamic as well as Jackson's, um, education dynamic. Um, and then uh, a little more background. So I'm currently engaged and, um, my, Congratulations. Fiance, thank yes. you. Um, so my fiance also had shared that he struggled in school as well. Mm. So it's been, um, he, and he's very interested in, you know, learning more about Jackson's disabilities and getting familiar with ADHD and dile- dyslexia mm. and all that stuff. So, um, he has been very supportive of Jackson and empathetic, so that creates, so great. um, you know, a nice environment for the three of us to kind of, um, help guide Jackson along.
0: That's a really so helpful. And before we, we go on, you share with me, as we were talking a little before this, that it is now referred to as learning differences, right? Instead of yeah. disability. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. Okay. Um, in, so I guess I should clarify, um, in some circles, learning differences is the preferred language and those circles would be in the classroom environment, um, among the, among their peers with the, um, specialists that are working with the kids. So, um, after we kind of kicked off this conversation, Amy, I started going back and looking through a lot of the documentation and kind of getting more familiar with how we got to where we mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and, um, part of the, um, instruction for these kids is to allow them, um, the opportunity to feel empowered mm-hmm. by the way that they learn. And that language learning difference or cognitive difference really helps them feel like this is something they can own mm-hmm. and move through and not feel like it's an obstruction or something that's going to get in the way, like a disability mm-hmm. could be seen as I see. so- oh, my-
2: it's so important, That's a good Robin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so happy that they are looking at it that way now. Um, I I worked at a tutoring place for a long time, and I remember from a young age realizing that public schools do not cater to different learning styles. It has nothing to do with like like they're saying it's not a disability. You just learn right. differently, and so it's nice to hear that they're accommodating that. Or you are as a parent, I guess, because you yes. it's a difficult time. Um, will you tell us what exactly it mm-hmm. is? Is that he has been diagnosed with, if that's yep. what they call it. Okay. Yeah,
1: so it is a diagnosis. Okay. So um, for Jackson, it's a clinical diagnosis and we can go into more detail about how we got that. Yes. Um, so he has um, three factors that are working, I guess, um, working against him mm-hmm. in his um, you know, ease of learning, especially when it comes to reading. So Jackson's dyslexic and he has what's called mixed dyslexia and it, that is really the most difficult type of dyslexia to um to overcome and mm-hmm. to teach with so um and you know depend i don't know if you want me to go into the details about each thing now um well that's what sure. we we're going to
2: ask robin yeah i'm really curious about each one of them and then kind of what were the first signs you saw just for our listeners so they kind of know what to start to look for
0: right and (laughs) if you questioned that i'd be curious if you questioned what you were told by other people
1: Right by yes. or by the experts exactly right? yes so okay great so this yes. is like it's going to be really easy okay. and organic <laughs> if, if I um just go one by one yes so um Perfect. so mixed dyslexia is um a clinical diagnosis for okay. him he also has a clinical diagnosis of ADHD everyone's heard of that attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and then he also has a clinical diagnosis of unspecified anxiety okay so. Um, so you both asked very good questions, and I will kind of compartmentalize and identify each one um, as Perfect. kind of part of Jackson's journey. So, um, I didn't know anything about any of these three things. Mm. So when Jackson started kindergarten, uh, he's a little bit on the young side. His birthday's late July. So he had done preschool for for, for three years. And he had, you know, spent time learning his alphabet and starting to get familiar with some sight words, you know, cat, dog, mom, dad, those kinds of things that they teach you in preschool. So he started kindergarten and his teacher asked me if he had gone to preschool. And I said, yes. And I, um, I'm a a writer by trade. I love to read. We read together. You know, I spent a lot of time working with him. And I felt like he was prepared, and so sure. the first teacher conference I had with her, um, she felt like, oh, he's still got a long way to go, but a lot of kindergartners take a while to get keep going. He's young right. for his his grade, so and boys tend to, okay. you know, move a little slower, a little, you know, mature a little bit later, blah blah blah. So, right. what I was hearing from her was, this is normal. It all seems, uh,
0: sounds reasonable at this point. yeah right. exactly.
1: And I was con- I was concerned because I was seeing some um, inversions of, of his letters. So B's and D's were backward. P's and Q's were getting mixed up. certain okay. other letters um, when he was writing, he was kind of writing the letters um sometimes backwards sometimes forward so sure. again and he was
2: catching on to the other letters so this was noticeable because I feel like I've seen kids do that too it's so tough because you're like oh yeah it makes sense to write it backwards sure. you know? mm-hmm. Yes,
1: exactly. exactly yeah so um I was reassured that this is something that is fairly common in this sure. age group in this at this grade level etc so I had I, I was already alarmed um, but you know, reassured by his teacher okay. that he would catch up in the following year, which would be first grade. So um, again, there's no diagnosis at this point. He's five. Everything's going to be fine. Okay. So we move on to first grade. Similar conversations with his teacher. Mm-hmm. Now we're also getting things like he can't sit still. Um, he just dis- is a little bit disruptive. Now, that kind of language is really interesting if you know Jackson, because he is not a disruptive kid. Ah,
0: the <laughs> teachers and, were saying he, in first grade, that he was being disruptive.
1: Right. And okay. so that's a variable term, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of mm-hmm. on a spectrum when it comes to um, what disruptive means. But sure. again, he, right. was not, he was not staying focused. He was talking to his neighbors. Um, you know, he's six, he's in a, a busy classroom, and he's busy, and so he's not really doing the work. He's, sure. he's doing other things, social things. And so I I do recall asking her, is it because he can't do the work or because he's distracted? And she said, oh, it happens all the time at this age. He's a boy, he's five, he's six, you know, he'll grow out of it. Um, But I was still very concerned. I said, is he learning the material? Mm -hmm. Are Are you seeing him progress? Oh, it'll be fine. He'll catch up. So now we moved to second grade, still Mm -hmm. no, no diagnosis. Nobody's really um, encouraging me to take any extra steps. This is not it. Right. And
2: nothing of extreme concern. Exactly. No,
1: exactly. Mm -hmm. So now I'm an alarmist, right? I'm I'm right. They're like, like, calm down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're a worried mother. Yeah. Everything's
1: going to be fine. Right. Okay. Mom. (laughs) <laughs> so we get to second grade and now, um, I just want to reiterate that he's still unable to read at this okay. point. So okay. by the end of first grade, he was not reading. He also is struggling with, you know, writing and spelling and now it's, and his, um, handwriting is also in a lot of letters are inverted. You cannot decipher what is he is writing. It's, um, it is concerning, mm-hmm. um, there's all these other things that, that are brought up to like, oh, well, you know, it takes a while for their hands to develop. So we don't worry too much about um, penmanship in first grade. And um, Amanda, you're nodding your head. So, <laughs> I it. you know, it's let's focus on important things, right? We don't right, need to right. worry too much about whether they can spell just yet. Mm-hmm. So we get to second grade and there is something else I wanted to mention that is important, which is. I was noticing that it seemed like every year he would start school and it was as if he didn't remember anything from the year before.
0: So starting all over again, starting all over Mm -hmm. again.
1: And so again, the placating language is that happens over the summer. It's normal, but looking back and actually once I got some professional consultation, Mm. those are signs of um attention deficit disorder attention mm-hmm. deficit hyperactivity disorder the retention is a key factor to keep in mind mm-hmm. so um by now he's going into second grade he would have seen a lot of these sight words these three four okay. or five letter words multiple times sure. and he's not retaining any of them okay um
2: and was he recognizing in- this like was he frustrated and noticing okay
1: not quite yet it wasn't until second grade so second grade was the tipping point for us Mm. so I remember sitting in his parent teacher conference within the first couple of weeks of school already feeling very nervous for him and listening to the type of work that they're expected to do at second grade she was going over the program and I left in tears Mm. Um, because he couldn't there was no way he could do the work and I didn't expect Aww. to start getting this choked up this early
0: that's okay <laughs> that's okay Yeah. <laughs> I get, get it
2: because right and you want you want your son to be okay and feel okay and be able to do the work Absolutely. but again when kids go to their first day it's always this is what every single child is gonna have to do and it doesn't yes. always work
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, right exactly. it's not cookie cutter no. So now he's in second grade. Those mm-hmm. classrooms, I think, had um, upwards of thirty kids in them. Wow. Um, and so I scheduled a parent-teacher conference as soon as I could with his new teacher, and she was um, one of the the um, huge benefits uh, along this journey. So. Mm. Uh, she right. was a fifth grade teacher who had just moved back down to second grade. So she saw what Jackson's future would look like and she was worried. Ah, for him. Okay, wow. So um, I didn't know this. And this is the first learning, which is if a parent is is concerned about their child's progress, they can reach out to their school and ask for their child to be tested. And what that means is you're requesting to have them um test their abilities to see if they need um an IEP, an, an individualized IEP. education platform.
0: And anyone can know,
1: ask for that, Robin, at any time. Any parent of any student. So what I, I didn't know, know anything about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was something to ask for. And she told me to ask for it. And she said that she had already noticed some things in his um behavior and in his uh, education so far that were concerning to her. So she had started kind of, I guess they have a checklist and certain things that they have to start doing in order for an educator to request it. And it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. They have, um, you know, it's, there's a length, there's a term for it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but basically every educator is supposed to be keeping an eye out for children who may need extra help. Okay. She's already doing that for Jackson. And then so, repeat that again. Yeah. So
0: you said it takes longer for the educator to request right. it. Then, but so that's why she's telling you, as the mother, you request it so we can get this done faster. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And she actually told me off the record um, she was very concerned. Um, that was interesting to me that she basically wasn't even allowed to tell me to re- request it. It's kind of this. I don't know. Like I uh,
0: it. Underground thing. It I sounds guess. Like. Yeah. Yes. That- well, and
2: it's unfortunate because I think that has a lot to do with the um, school not wanting to put the work into it. So I think that's why they do have some difficulties yeah. or they, you know, maybe get irritated unfortunately when people suggest them i
0: don't know i mean do you yeah. think it has Probably. to do with the te- like well at that point they're not doing standardized testing in second grade so it's not going to harm their scores so it is fascinating why they wouldn't want you to maybe that is amanda so they don't have to do the extra work yeah so i don't want, robin
1: think- i don't want to speculate okay uh, yeah because he is still in the school district okay. <laughs>
0: focus on how you, yeah.
1: yes. Again, like here's another little, um, highlight for your listeners who might yeah. be concerned about their child's edu- education is you can send an email to your child's teacher and request to have them tested to find out if they have any learning differences or learning disabilities. And the school legally needs to, um, Review that parent's request and respond or test the child within a reasonable amount of time. So, okay, what usually it's about a month. A month. So they, okay. They, you know, get your request in the queue. Maybe there's 15 other parents who have requested. They mm-hmm. meet with the teachers and other educators who've interacted with your child, and they evaluate whether they feel that your child needs um, a more detailed evaluation. Mm-hmm. So Jack. Was- okay case, there was no question that he needed an, an evaluation.
0: And uh, when you say he needed a further evaluation, does that mean then they bring in experts, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Got That's it. That's great.
1: Yeah, so then- exactly. So they have um, several experts in the special education department on campus, as well as, as the district level, I think, okay. where they come in and they they spend time with your child and they do all kinds of um, standard standardized tests for learning disabilities. Sure, okay. Um, So it's, um, they'll do uh, speech therapy, they'll do um, occupational therapy, so they see how they they write, Um, they work on um, the written language, the the reading language, math, and then also comprehension, um, auditory responses, you know, basically the whole gamut to see Mm -hmm. what might be standing in their way. Sure. Um, that's incredible yeah so
2: really quick Robin just a question because I kind of want to compare to where he's at now when this all started how was Jackson feeling about that um did it I mean was he embarrassed and secured was he thankful I'm just curious as a second grader if he's getting pulled out of class or having this extra help how he felt about Does he it notice it right
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly so Um, again, he's, he's a really go with the flow kind of kid. And so, as I mentioned, he did get diagnosed with, um, unspecified anxiety disorder. So when all of this was happening initially, I had no clue that he was, um, nervous or Mm -hmm. anxious. So that did come up as part of this overall evaluation of him that he was feeling like he wasn't at the same level as his peers. Mm. Um, But he was just, he was very much just kind of into it. Like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now. I guess I'm going to this testing now. He, you know, never really put up a fight or um, came home distraught or anything like that. It's good you
0: caught it early enough before he was a little older and didn't want to be pulled out of class so much or whatever they needed, yeah.
1: Well, that, yes, exactly. That did happen as he got a little bit Uh, older, but we'll get, okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. So when what happened then when they brought in the experts to do these, mm-hmm. this deeper dive of testing?
1: Yep, exactly. So yeah. they did the testing. Uh, it takes about six weeks to do the testing and then um, compile all the results and then set up a meeting with the parents and, and the school. So um, I sat in a room. They went through all this very technical information, explaining to me the different tests that they did, all of the different types of know cognitive and um learning spectrum things that they go over okay (laughs) and i was a little overwhelmed i'm sure you had to go
0: home and then research everything
1: exactly (laughs) yes um but basically came away from the meeting understanding that he needed that he needed help that he needed to that we needed to structure a program Mm. for him Mm -hmm. um and that's what we did okay so um but again, like so much time keeps passing. So by the time all of this is done, it's now halfway through the school year. Mm. Okay. I was going to ask that how far in, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. So he's still so far behind. Mm. And so we get through Christmas break, we get back, they're implementing this program for him and they are pulling him out, Amanda, like you mentioned that. So they, they have someone helping him in the classroom, but then they're also taking him out into the learning center with other kids, Um, I'm not sure how many kids they have in those rooms at one time. It's usually a smaller group, Mm -hmm. but it's not one-on-one. Okay. So, um, so they're going through what I would say is, um, a pretty formulaic program for what they've evaluated. So it's important to mention at this point, they still have not identified him as having dyslexia. They don't know.
0: Oh, okay. Even through all of that testing yes. they just did, okay, this that they is important to know. Okay, yes,
1: it's really important to yeah. know that dyslexia is not diagnosed by most of the um, school educator testers. Okay, so got at this it. point,
0: did you think, oh, that's corrected itself, we're okay, or you still knew some yourself as his mother that something was going on?
1: Yeah, I was deeper. still concerned.
0: Okay, got it. I was
1: still concerned, but I really wanted. I, I was hopeful.
0: Got it. Um, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So.
1: So we get through second grade. We go into third grade. Now we're still so far behind. Oh man, yeah.
2: I know, poor. I'm just thinking about him the
1: whole time. I mean, he can't help it.
2: But I feel like
0: Robin, as the mother, you're feeling even more because he still probably doesn't even realize, and you have the foresight to look for his to his future, right? So you're probably so concerned, and I can feel it weighing on you.
1: You know, that would be. That's really tough. Exactly. So by third grade, he's got his, um, his individual education platform in place. So he does okay. get pulled out of his classroom for some reading instruction, math instruction, um, and other language instruction. They're also doing some um, occupational therapy to help with his penmanship. They do speech therapy because... The speech therapy helps with the um, vocabulary that then helps with the language identification. Okay. So all of this is all rolled up and um, sure. so he's getting you know in and out, in and out of the classroom. Um and so we also hired an after-school tutor who specialized in dyslexia, and she was the one who asked me if anyone had ever mentioned to me that he might be dyslexic. Wow because her daughter is okay. dyslexic. And I was so relieved and again, overwhelmed, blessing. Yeah. Just kind of wondering what to do next. So how did you um, find I'm, her? Did the school I, um, recommend her? Yes, his okay. teacher did. That's and she was today. another teacher at the school. Got it.
0: Okay, that's good yeah, to but know. But she
1: wasn't in the education, uh, the special education program. She just was another third grade teacher who happened to offer after school tutoring for reading. And she, so she was the first one to mention it to me.
0: Oh, wonderful! That's what easy. thank, thank mm-hmm. goodness for her. Again, like another okay. little,
1: you know, shining star for Jack. Right. Absolutely. Meant to be for him. Yeah. So um I'm gonna fast forward a little okay. bit so we, uh because we, we could spend the I know. <laughs> the but we ended up um having him tested again outside of the school district. We paid okay. money out of pocket. Um Jackson's stepmom is an attorney and she knew another attorney who kind of you know down the down the line and got us to this this um these two women, one of them is a psychologist and one of them is an attorney. And that's what they do. They evaluate children and then they, um, you know, parents could hire them to litigate for them. If the school districts are not getting them to where they need to be. Wow. Amazing. That gives me the so, chills. That like, really that does. Is incredible <laughs> that
2: they do that because parents oftentimes have don't have the advocate, you know, and they're trying to be that for their children so that's incredible
1: yeah and you know Amanda you mentioned a good um point there about getting an advocate and that's Mm -hmm. something that I didn't do which I maybe in hindsight could have done but again I already mentioned in the beginning of this that I was a single mom and yes, dad is in the picture but this was all you know I was I was on the forefront of all of this so the idea of hiring an advocate to go to these meetings on my behalf and it just was very overwhelming absolutely you and you're doing you the best that? you can
0: yes. yeah with what you so, know
1: and just a side note I don't
2: ever know if they would offer this out but I used to go to those um as the manager of the tutoring company in place of a parent or if they couldn't attend so to the, the t- meetings yeah so yeah, if you're open good idea. to it and the tutor could go but anyway that right. was a while back
1: <laughs> no that's a very good point mm-hmm. and it, it's something that is out there for parents. Um, it's a great resource for parents because we don't know. We're not the yeah. experts, right? right so, right. And we also don't know what questions to ask in those IEP meetings. So going back to the IEP, those are established for your child. There's, they're basically a legal document. The school is held accountable to help meet certain goals so that your child can get to grade level. Sure. And Jackson okay. right now is multiple grade levels behind. And they have
2: to keep you updated as well. Right. That's part of the requirement. Okay. Yep.
1: They have to, you meet with them twice a year. You can request additional meetings anytime. Mm -hmm. So that's also something I didn't know. Um, and they, three times a year, your child will be retested. Um, or sorry, I, I said that wrong. Every three years. Your child. Oh,
0: every three years. Got it. Okay. Yeah,
1: if it was three times a year. There'd be a lot of testing. I know. There. Yes,
0: that would be. Okay. <laughs>
1: and he's like, yeah. give me some time to get up to speed. <laughs> yeah,
0: right?
1: Um, so anyway, so um, so they set up his program. He's now in fourth grade. He's still very far behind. We finally said, you know what? We, we need more information. So mm. we went outside of the school district, had him tested, um, and she said he's dyslexic. And he's he's severely dyslexic, and he has ADHD. Mm. So I, I want to go back to ADHD really quickly mm-hmm. because did that was kind of the first diagnosis that was identified in his IEP. Um, I did take him to his physician to get a more formal understanding of what mm-hmm. it is and to get a um a formal diagnosis. So ADHD is um it's a brain processing difference. So I always pictured like, you know, the kid with a lot of energy who can't listen to his mom and is running around the park. And one of my best friends, her son is exactly one year older than Jackson, and he is what you would imagine an ADHD kid to be like. That is what we think of. It. of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I always thought that that mm. H was really important, that hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those letters, what ADHD stands for is cognitive processing. It's how your brain works. And actually a large portion of the population ha- are, are functioning ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity mm. disorder. I, I wish it oh, wasn't interesting. disorder, but that's, that's the yeah. Term. right the medical term for it and it's um it's how your brain takes information in and and then in turn output okay
0: so um
1: one of my friends whose daughter is adhd and dyslexic her daughter described having adhd as trying to force all the information out through a funnel so you're you have so much you want to say, or so much you want to express, but it's so hard to get the words out in order. Um, And for most of us that just, you know, it's it's very, I think it's really helpful to understand it from that perspective. That is, I agree. I do think
2: there's some stigmas with it too, because you hear a lot of people do have it. So I appreciate you explaining it in that different way. There's a lot of assumptions made about
1: ADHD. There is. And I was one of those people too, because it doesn't run in my family, but it does run in his dad's dad's. Okay. Yes. And so I was able to reach out to, um, some of Jackson's aunts and who have kids who have, you know, grew up with ADHD and they were helped. They helped me understand it a little bit more. Um, you know, and then doing my own research as well, Mm -hmm. helped me understand it. So, um, you know, it is frustrating when you have to repeat yourself to your child (sighs) over and over and over again. And most parents have to do that, but with an ADHD kid, you have to say it a hundred times instead of twenty times.
0: (laughs) And then, Robin, that's a really good point I think for parents to hear. And then, do you did you see that Jackson? Once you did repeat, 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 that's what is helpful to him. Like he does. It
1: is. Okay. yeah it is so repetition is really important for um an adhd processing type okay so we have a lot of lists we have a lot of checklists um my my fiance john is very organized so he put all of jackson's chores and and responsibilities on these like checklists that he can dry erase so he oh, can oh that's track great and-
0: <laughs> is that common for most ADHD diagnosis is being very organized. Is that common or is everyone different along that sort of spectrum of ADHD?
1: Um, it's, It's, that's a good question and I'm not really sure how to answer it, but I think the best thing I can say is, For someone who has ADHD, it is a great way to help them stay focused and stay on track.
0: Okay. Okay. That's really good to know.
1: Because he can go
0: back
2: and check and see, yeah, Yeah. what he's done, what he hasn't done. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to pause for one second. Yes. Uh, My dogs are scratching at the door. Oh, that's okay. No
2: problem. Yeah. (laughs) We can cut it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or we can leave the dogs in.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We had Brett stuck. This is
0: really um, such an educational conversation, Robin. We so appreciate it because, and as we were preparing for this and talking to other, no one talks about this and it's so important in you, you know, navigating your way through. I can, it's so, it's so hard. You didn't even know where to start. Well, so yeah, and
2: it's it's so exhausting for a parent to not have the right answers, yeah. but recognize something's off. And just like my mom said, I, I so admire you for being that advocate yes. for Jackson, because a lot of people, when you're pulled in so many different directions, or, you know, not seeing results, or it, you kind of give up because you're like, well, this Even is parents. my option. Right. Yeah. That's when, right. like public school, that's all parent. You're not a professional, you know. So like right. you said, you don't know everything you can do. I'm I'm well, so impressed. I, yeah, oh, we acknowledge
1: thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And Amy, you had asked a question earlier um about uh Jackson's emotional well-being as we were going through this. And mm-hmm. I think Amanda, you were asking about that as well. Like how did he feel about getting pulled out? Yeah. Um, and I um it really became obvious that this was distressing to him Mm. he was starting to say I'm stupid I can't learn I can't read and then he starts now comparing himself to other students that are his friends who he's been going to school with was that Um, in fourth
0: or fifth grade just curious out of the time
1: frame Yep, this is in fourth grade because that's
0: when they start to notice the comparisons yeah that's interesting okay so sad
1: came to a head at that time Mm. um and he was, uh, he was now starting to show those, um, signs of anxiety that we were mm. concerned about.
0: Oh gosh. So, okay.
1: Um, so yeah, so we, we got this, Just you know, outside of the school, um, diagnosis, we have more information now. So what do we do with this? So, yeah. um, you know, we had a couple of options. One would be sue the school district. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really want to have to get into, um, kind of an antagonistic situation, sure. people who are just kind of doing their best Um, and we wanted to keep him in our school district because we live here and this is and we don't want to have to send him to private school and so we kind of. um, took a cheater route (laughs) and we um, Jackson's stepmom said well what if we just kind of you know use my um attorney lingo and and make it sound like we're gonna sue the school. Person. Okay. That <laughs> helps that. that
0: works. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we did.
1: <laughs> so you had to get to that point <clears throat> to get them to hear you. Yes. Is
0: that the deal? Yes, okay.
1: We really did. And okay, you know, um public schools have a lot of challenges. Um and our school district was um just like most school districts where they have tons of kids, they have a lot of kids with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um they They need to make sure that they're doing right by their students, but there's also a lot of turnover, especially at the administration level. Um, And that also became difficult because we had a new principal come in. We had different um, special education teachers at his school every year. And so you and know, I'm assuming
2: of, the ratios got bigger too, yes. as students to
1: teacher. Luckily, he's getting pulled yes, out. Now but, he's in mm. the upper grades, so he's uh, you know 35 kids yeah, in the classroom, right. a and number. we're bearing down on middle school now. So um, we did, you know, kind of strong arm them a little bit, and we were very fortunate. We didn't have to go the, we didn't have to litigate. We didn't have to go to court. They basically handed our case over to the district and we okay. now have a very good relationship at the district level and Let's um see. the district office is really close to our home too so we could just literally go over there if we needed to sometimes but anyway <laughs> um so uh so the district took over and they took his case very seriously they took a look at his diagnosis um From the school, and then the one that we had from outside of the school. His progress so far. Um, I'm, I think they literally apologized to did us. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's that crazy. Is. We got so lucky.
0: You did, because I keep thinking of all these kids that don't get this help that need right. it.
1: Don't get this help. Yes, I know. And so it's all
0: because of you. So okay, so you're talking to the district, and they're like, yeah, okay, so, we need to take so this they seriously." They
1: recommended. Yeah. So they had this great recommendation and another, um, you know, point that I think it's important for parents to know that this is available to them. So the California board of education has what's called the education diagnostics center in California. Okay. They have three locations. One of them's in LA. So they got the district has to recommend your child for evaluation Jackson was recommended and he got on a waiting list and you can be on that waiting list for upwards of a year.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So
1: we decided to have him repeat fourth grade Mm -hmm. because he was already so stressed. And Mm -hmm. the idea of getting him in fifth grade and then push, you know, pushing him along to middle school, we had to put pause on. And he was already younger. So that was a good
2: time (laughs) to do it. Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't going to be some really old (laughs) Sorry, the dogs. The dog. That's
1: okay. They're just going to be in the podcast. So that's sorry, okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um. So, so we we got him on the list, and he was able to get an appointment for evaluation within six months. Oh, okay. so that was wow. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah, so sooner we, than you thought.
1: Yep. Oh, and we also were lucky that there was another elementary school pretty close to our our neighborhood. Um, and so we had him go to a different school. um so then that way he it was a little tough he likes to remind me of that year (laughs) year.
0: that he was displaced Um,
1: but yeah but it was um it kind of helped alleviate some of that stigma and stress for the you know all of his friends were going to be moving on to middle school and he was still going to be doing fourth grade and fifth grade and so that's tough um so this testing was so eye-opening and it was, we came away from that with a 35 page document that outlines all of Jackson's um, special needs and mm-hmm. how his brain works and what his learning profile is. That's the lingo they use. And, and was that um, no
2: cost for you, Robin? No cost since to they, us?
1: Wow. Oh that's yeah. Great. By the way, mm-hmm. I forgot about this. You just reminded me. Um, they, they put you up in a hotel Um, they provide you with lunch and a voucher for dinner. Oh, that's Um, nice. Yeah. Really nice.
0: (laughs) That is. Yeah. And
1: all of those educators and that were um and specialists that were working with him were just they were so wonderful. And I just finally felt heard. Oh, that's spectacular. That question of of not retaining these this information. Um, that was when I learned it was the ADHD. So it's um you know, that repetition, like we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. for people who, you know, process information in this way, uh, it's much harder for it to, to stick. And Mm -hmm. so between the, the dyslexia that he has, the ADHD and his anxiety, everything was just like this giant brick wall in front of him, preventing him from progressing. Okay. to read. And so, and then the reading spills over into everything else. So frustrating for him. I'm
0: sure too, (laughs) because
1: he's like, I'm
2: trying, but it's not working.
0: (laughs) Is this where, yeah, go ahead, Robin.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say, and that's the other thing um, that is a true Testament to his spirit. He never gave up. so every educator said you know he really tries so hard
0: that's cool (laughs) he wants to he wants to learn
1: I swear you see
2: that in those kids
1: all the time so I
2: know exactly what you're saying I just I feel for him it has to be frustrating that's it
0: you know I know and I have two questions around that is how many kids do or do you know that they allow into this district Sort of program where you can go i mean do they have a cap is that why it could be a year wait yes
1: that's okay. a great question amy yeah so they only test i think it was they only test four kids at a time okay wow. and they test the kids for four days monday through thursday and they're really long days um, so for these kids who are really struggling there, he was exhausted. Oh,
0: I bet. <laughs> and four kids, and we can think about truly the percentage that need, oh. which is over 50%. I think you said something about that earlier of how many kids actually have ADHD or how many of the population actually has.
1: ADHD. Um, I don't, I don't have that statistic, but I do know that, um, it is a, a pretty decent pretty percentage. Yeah. yeah. Pretty common. Well, it's so
2: is dyslexia. I mean, all yeah. of these things that Jackson has been diagnosed with, they are all very common. And yep. that's why, yeah, it's just again cool to
0: hear you and how you went through it. So now other parents know what's going on. Oh my gosh. Do. And yeah, that's why I was gonna add so then from the district, is that who then recommended him for the private school that specializes yep. in learning challenge, learning differences?
1: Exactly. How did they yep, uh, that's exactly that? right? And okay. So- we got back um so so it takes them let's see so he was tested in november i think it takes 4 months for them to process all this information again like this is all taking a long time so we finally get um a his full evaluation and then we meet with our rep at the school district and um they give us a full rundown and essentially they know that they don't have the resources in the district to give him what he needs so they provided him access to a private school that specializes in teaching kids with ADHD and dyslexia.
0: Got it. And normally you would have to have, did you know about this school? First of all, the private school separately, had you heard about it in your community?
1: Actually, I heard about it from the psychologist that we hired to do his evaluation.
0: (laughs) okay, okay. She had recommended it like a year
1: before. (laughs) Recommended it, okay.
0: And so, and then obviously it's a private school. I'm sure the tuition is high,
1: especially near where where you live.
0: So they pay for it, but normally, like if you would have wanted to send him there years ago, it would have been higher out of pocket in the application process. Okay, gotcha.
2: Yep. How did it Jackson feel about that news when they had a well.
1: <laughs> another
0: school? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this will be his yeah. now
0: third switch of a school, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we
1: did this before that second fourth grade year was over mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we we needed him to start gaining some ground. He was and so behind, right? He was so behind, and now mm-hmm. he's so distressed. So the school does. I mean, they, they had room for him. They were going to take him, but they do a week evaluation where they just want to make sure that, that the kid is going to be able to integrate into their school curriculum, sure. et cetera. So, um, and it's a really small school. They only have eight kids per classroom, which is amazing. Oh, that's that's great. great. Oh my yeah. gosh. So they can be picky,
2: right? Mm, so even right. if the
1: is like, we want him to go here. They could turn us down. So he passed the, the test. First, right. <laughs> he had to pass the test. And the first day he came home, he said, mom, all the other kids are dyslexic like me. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, buddy, you're going to be in the right place. You're going to oh. be successful. He was yeah. so happy and relieved. He still was mad because he had to go to another school. And of course. Sure. <laughs> um, but but he once he was in, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, to be seen and supported and be around like kids like him. That is yeah, so cool. So
2: what grades does the private school have? Is it all the way through senior year?
1: Nope. Okay. 8th <laughs>
2: grade. Okay, okay.
1: That's why not So you we so were safe, we're in this like safe zone oh. for a while. Um and then, you know, the last couple of years have again brought up some of the stress and trying to figure out what he's going to do and where he's going to go. Um so the private school and i i do know that there are similar programs all over the country there's a few different types of um, instruction available for for dyslexic kids Mm and um so you know there there could have been some options for us to send him to a private high school but we really wanted him to start to integrate with his community and with some of the kids in our neighborhoods Mm -hmm. so the private school is um it's pretty far away. It's actually for him, um, a 45 minute commute, which the district provides for him as well, which is nice, but long day. uh, Yeah. It's a really long day. So, (laughs) um, so we've been preparing him, um, you know, getting him into more sports and activities locally, but then also, um, just kind of working with, private school to make sure he's prepared to go into public school
0: okay and that's what i was going to ask you is the goal to get back into public school but it really wasn't it's because he had to you're so you're (laughs) right that so you have to just prepare him
1: yep pretty much there's yeah there, there is a there are a couple of options for high for high school private schools in i think there's one in Del Mar. Um, which is another town south of here that's mm-hmm. pretty far as well but um, again they're really expensive they're kind of exclusive and um, we really wanted him to start getting his feet under him and to try to have that public school experience if we could do it okay. if he could do it right so um, so yeah, so the last year and a half, this the private school has um, you know kind of given, and they do it for all the parents whose kids are going to be going off to high school, um, giving us the the types of things we need to work on um, with the school districts to prepare and get his IEP already and all that good stuff. But um, we had a meeting a few months ago about what classes he would take at the public high school and mm. how he's going to integrate there, and he'll be at grade level. Oh, I was going right. to ask,
2: where is he at? That's
1: incredible.
0: Yep. Yes, that <laughs> is. is. Congratulations. That's uh, wonderful.
1: Yes. Grade level for English. He'll be in algebra, which is just oh. mind blowing to me. Yeah.
0: Wow. That <laughs> That's a big so deal.
2: Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, And how is he uh, feeling so yeah, about
2: going to public school?
1: Oh, he's thrilled. in high school. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. He's thrilled. <laughs> he is nervous. sided you know, the kids are like nervous, yeah, he's nervous, <laughs> yeah. excited. So he's nervous about, yeah. um, whether he'll be successful. And okay. We'll talk about that. And, um, after all of this, we do have a very good relationship with our contact at the district. And he has been great about answering all my questions. My questions are Jackson's questions. So I can make sure that Jackson feels comfortable and knows who to talk to if he, if he's feeling overwhelmed.
0: Okay. Um, at the high school, so he, you'll have someone. in mm-hmm. Okay. He can go too. That's
1: great. Exactly. So, um, so, so going back to what you had mentioned, Amy, so he was at two schools this year for eighth grade. So um, his private school only goes up to eighth grade. I yeah. wanted to find ways for him to start establishing a network and to feel connected socially. So he would go to the private school in the morning for reading, which is the most important um, education platform that they provide. Mm-hmm. And then he, in the afternoon, he was doing PE photography and directed studies at the local middle school. Okay. So directed studies is like a um, study hall study. Hall. But for, okay. Yeah. But for kids with, um, with a special, special education platform, an IMP. So he would do his homework there and um, he, so he was able to make some friends who are now going to be going to his high school. Oh, good
0: wonderful
2: that's great that they they figured out a hybrid solution for him you know to start to integrate like every step of this process as bad as it could have been it's like you found the solutions because you fought but because you stayed on top out of it, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Robin, it's
1: funny because you
2: said he had anxiety so that's funny because he's worried about being successful you know I'm like oh that yes. feeds right into yes. it yes <laughs> yes
1: exactly exactly and we do we do have a therapist for him and she's been with him throughout this journey. Um, and so, you know, that's, obviously a a must-have for a kid who's juggling so many different challenges oh gosh and I wanted to ask you before
0: we and I first of all you can be such a resource and help to so many parents out there and so we'll put some information in the show notes some of those key things that you mentioned in the district how to get to your district in your state potentially because I'm sure every state has that but I wanted to ask we didn't talk during the pandemic How did he do (laughs) with his online learn? Was he (laughs) at home? Yes. I didn't even think about, because, you know, so many kids now are having a lot of issues as Mm -hmm. they go back. So now we have these additional challenge with these learning differences and then integrating back into the school. So how was that at home?
1: So that's a really good question, Amy, because part of his accommodation is um, device support. So he had been using a device for a lot of his work already, uh, at the private school, all of the kids were issued an iPad as part of their curriculum because they do a lot of, um, all, all of their, um, social studies instruction and a lot of their reading and vocabularies read to them. Mm. And then they answer the questions and there's a lot of, um, uh, talk to text that's done that kind of thing for their work so the pandemic hits he comes home he has his ipad he's already ready to go so
0: So for him (laughs) it was seamless
1: it was for the most part again we're so i i just can't stress how fortunate we were to find this school because they were ready they had a plan in place. All the kids went home and these are kids with ADHD, like, good I know. Luck. <laughs> that's what is so,
0: I feel so much for what's happening, right. You know, during the pandemic yeah. and right now. So, okay. So that's good to know that he, it was seamless for him.
2: The tablet is such a good idea too. Yes. I mean, I think maybe some people would disagree, but I wish I would have had that for reading comprehension. So. When we- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to have to do all that read and, and answer questions. Language, like, yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. It's true. So, um, I had mentioned about Jackson's dyslexia, and mm-hmm. so he he has what's called mixed dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically anything on the written page was a challenge for him. So he has he would have a difficult time recognizing the letters, recognizing the sounds, recognizing the combinations that the two letters make together. And then mm-hmm. in turn, how the word is formed by the organization of those letters. So that um, the technology is so helpful for these kids for building up their vocabulary. You mentioned that, Amanda, and it's true because yeah. you know you can build a good vocabulary without reading mm, so we did mm-hmm. a lot of audiobooks um and we i am i'm a writer and i have a pretty robust vocabulary and i was always using big words with him and so that was another reason why it was hard to really get a grasp on what his challenge was because he was so verbal and had such mm-hmm. a pretty broad vocabulary already, Mm -hmm. but if you don't hear how those words sound, you can't figure out how to read them because Mm. they're not phonetic.
0: So So, important.
1: mm -hmm. That would be so so difficult. I'm so glad
0: you said that because I think, I don't know if it's a stigma still, but I feel like some parents would think, no, they need to focus on reading and not do audio, audio, like the audible, right? So that's important what you just said, that it really helps them then learn how to read.
1: It was that tutor whose daughter had dyslexia who okay. gave me that suggestion mm, she said do, you know anytime you're in the car audiobook audiobook mm. we did a lot of road trips we always do a couple road trips in the summer and we <clears you throat> would just listen to books as a family and then we'd pause and have conversations to check I would check for comprehension so um so yeah it's so really great helpful. yeah oh, so plugged great. in Yes. And Robin, so we want to
0: be cognizant of your time. And we, as we end here, we want to ask you, and it sounds like you would have a lot of suggestions, but what is the, what would you say to someone else starting out at the beginning of this, you know, path that you guys have been down that would inspire hope and motivation as they're facing this challenge in front of them? Is there one thing that stands out that you would impart?
1: Absolutely. Just Mm. trust your instincts. You know, um, I, I, it just didn't sit right with me when those teachers were telling him, oh, he'll be fine. And um, you know, your kid better than anybody. Mm. Um, and then just keep asking those questions and doing your research. So I've mentioned that I did have a, a lot of people along the way who kind of gifted me information, right. but if they hadn't, I wouldn't have known what to do. So obviously the internet can be your best um, resource, but yeah. um, you know, you ask, ask at the, at the teacher level, they don't answer, ask at the administrator level they don't answer ask at the district level they don't answer go to the school board you know in your for your state there's information out there mm-hmm. it's just amy you mentioned earlier no one talks about it yeah. no one tells you right. unless you're no. looking for it so and it's you easier have to, to
2: not right and it's easier to not give an answer those you know few places you just mentioned so that's so great to say don't give up keep digging don't get an
0: answer yeah yeah, to persevere. Oh, Robin, thank you so much. This is You're really eye opening and inspiring and so necessary to have this conversation. So, thank you for sharing with us and yes. tell Jackson thank you. Yes, You're for welcome. letting
2: you share his story with
0: yes, us. Yes, <laughs> and yours. And oh, we just feel you and we hope that. He has an incredible freshman year, right? Because he'll be starting in September. Whole high school career.
2: It's going to be great. I like, I so feel for him. I'm excited that he's at grade level. I'm ready to go. So
1: yeah. Thank you both so much for having me on. This was really great to talk about. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I kind of went back and reviewed everything from the (sighs) beginning. (laughs) And then you can
0: acknowledge yourself. Just really, you know, what you've done.
1: Because, you know, yes. we go
0: so fast sometimes and you're just looking at the next, and next, and next. So it's really good. You went back to be like, okay, look at all the progress we've made and what I did and what we've done. You know, it's so and cool. I can
2: speak from experience for Jackson. He will very much appreciate it. You know, even if he doesn't show it every day, um, he will later. Oh, and gosh. it's just, I mean, I'm sure he already recognizes it, but as an adult child now, I see a lot more
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> than my mom I'm did. Sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so thank you
0: okay robin we'll talk to you really soon
1: okay okay Thank thank you
0: okay bye